Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Howdy, hi, hello, and welcome aboard the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. And I'm feeling up and about right now. Had a, a decent night on the tip last night. Big thanks to Fabriola Zimenez, who got home at a nice price. Aston Wonder. And how about Aston Rupee? He was absolutely sensational. Let's uh, get episode number two up and rolling. Run of the week. Carl House, they're set to go, they're ready. About to run. Racing, little Tiger Box number four jumped away smartly to lead, settling down from Sir Harley Handy. They were followed further back by Carrie and Liam as they turned to the back straighter and sneaking away in the leader's little Tiger. It raced away about six out in front. Carrie and Liam up to second. Over on the inside then Sir Harley, followed by Dafsack about two lengths away then. Take a Sunflower. Gavin the race in two of Hardenbar, followed by Big Wings in the trailer. Webley Hawk coming off the back. Little Tiger is well clear though from Sir Harley on the inside then Carrie and Liam. Into the straight, Little Tiger's been going great guns of the leaders. Too good, Sir Harley second. Throw on the inside, Varden Bar up for third, then carry on Liam, followed by Daffs. Really nippy performance, that one. Little Tiger, trained by Andrea Chapel, co-trained by Johnny Barbara, but I'm not too sure Andrea would be overly happy that I mentioned that. Uh, just a greyhound that's going really well. 30-11, led all of the way, jumped well from box four. But what I like is he took a bit of a tumble a few starts ago. Since then... Um, he's come back absolutely flying. Seven days later, he goes to Geelong, runs 25.43, which is a scorching time, and then he comes back to the Meadows and backs it up from an awkward draw. So he, for mine, was the run of the night last Saturday night at the Meadows, and he's definitely a greyhound that's heading in the right direction. Saturday's preview. Saturday's preview, the first time on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast, we take a look at Greyhound Racing from the Meadows, Metropolitan Greyhound Racing, and it's a, a strong 12-race program, Saturday 5th of February. I'm fairly confident we've got a few winners, although this time, in comparison to Sandown, where I felt we were tipping a lot more shorter price runners, there is a bit of value at this meeting, and hopefully we can find it from this 12-race card. Here are my tips. Race one, I'm going number one, Bell Violin. This Greyhound put together a, a nice debut from, from an awkward draw. Had no luck at all, kept wide the first corner. I think can improve at the start from box one, and, and about $7 being, uh, being bet at the moment with the corpse. So I think that's worth having a play. Race one, number one. Race two, I'm going with five, Indy Fido. Um, I sort of agree with the watchdog. Class Edge does explode soon after box rise, but can be a bit hard to catch. Last start at Geelong, I think all punters thought uh, he'd just win. He got beaten from box one as, a, as an odds-on favourite, but then you go back four starts ago, he's beaten in a photo by Robbie Rotten in 25.59 at Warrigal in the heat of the Warrigal Cup. And we all know Robbie Rotten went on to win that race. So form's good, pretty hard to beat. Race three, I'm going three, Grace's Spirit. Uh, drawn underneath of I'm Easy Boys, the veteran who's in top form. But I just thought if Grace's Spirit can hold a place early, you know she's going to run out the 600 nice and strong. So we'll have an each-way play, race three, number three. Race four, I'm going with two, Carheem Bale. On the quick back up from Sandown Park, one impressively at grade four level. So goes across to the Meadows. I think this is a harder race, but... There might just be a slight lack of early speed in the race. So if Kahim Bale can lob close, look, you're going to get a good each-way price. And, and I'd say a small each-way play of maybe one unit 
each way. Race five, I've gone seven Draco Bale on top. Needs to lead to win or at least sit outside of the, the pace set by either uh, Queen Redeem or Ask for More. I think they're the two pace setters and, and Draco Bale should lob top three, hopefully in front and therefore will be hard to catch. Race six, can't go past number one, Jarek Bale. Um, he's airborne at the moment. Sale Cup winner, won the maintenance last week. He, he's on his way to a, a, a rookie rebel now, and uh, and I just see him so hard to beat here from the inside draw. I, I give number two, Call Me Buster, a, a good place chance as well. So might be a race for a same-race multi or something along those lines with Jarek Bale to win and, and Call Me Buster to run somewhere in the top four. Race seven, I'm going for Lala Ivory, just hitting form at the moment. When the daily runners hit form, it can pay to follow. Race eight, number four, Indy Matilda. This is my each-way best bet of the night. The reason I say that, earn the answers in box three, is desperate for the rail. Titan Blazer in six will hold a, a nice, clear amount of space to his inside. So with a vacant draw in five, I think Indy Matilda's going to get all of the luck, all of the room. Uh, and that run four starts ago was impressive at Sandown, 29-27. So proves she can run as quick as these. And with that touch of luck and a nice clear run at them early, I think she'll make her own luck and hopefully get the job done. Race nine, value here. The watchdog number three, Dr. Xander, $21 in the form guide. I think he's a, a sneaky chance to return to form. You wind the clock back about four runs ago. He went well at Sandown. He's gone 30-12 and 12 here last August, so I think he's a smoky at a good price. Race 9, number 3. Uh, race 10, well, we're going with number 1, Steamer Redeemer, but we're going to have Lockie Scott on the show shortly to chat about his chances. I, I've lent to him from the inside. He was unlucky last time out at Shepparton from an awkward draw. He almost led, got dragged back through the field. He's going to be a good each-way price, and I think he can run well at that. So an each-way play, Steamer Redeemer. Race 11, I'm going to Peaky Blazer. And race 12, uh, probably my best bet for the night, Paisanos, number two. I think the red Rasputi is going to show good speed. Paisanos is just mad for the inside rail. And it's not a, a deep race for a Metro Saturday night uh, event. So based on that, I think Paisanos is going to be very, very hard to beat. Inside Info. A segment that is quickly becoming my favourite segment on the podcast after Steph Tyler gave us the go-ahead with Kalinda Patty and she romped away to win at Sandown. We've gone for a little bit of value on uh, the show this week with the Inside Info segment and we're heading up toward the Goulburn Valley to a, a gun trainer by the name of Lockie Scott. Now, as I welcome you in, Lockie, first, how are you going, mate? Yeah, no, going real good, James. Thank you. Hey, big move. Uh, you were the number one painter in the Goulburn Valley, had the biggest business with the most amount of staff up there. You've, you've shut up shop to become a greyhound trainer. Can you just quickly tell us about that move? Yeah, yeah. We, um, we were going real good with the painting business, but um, sort of COVID hit and me and Emma had a bit of discussion and decided that if we're going to have a crack at it, we'll have a crack at it now and made an offer to Jimmy Ald to buy his property in Tatura and it's just all gone ahead from there. And you must be thrilled, mate, with the results you've had since you have started out. It's, it's a huge move to, to go from a business that no doubt would have taken you a few years to set up to go, let's, let's have a really good crack at the Greyhounds. It, it must have been a, a move that was challenging, but in, in saying that, you've taken the gamble, you've taken the pun, and the results are starting to speak for themselves. Yeah, 100%, Mike, taking the gamble to move up. It was a big, a big gamble for us and the family, with having a young family, but... um. 
having Jimmy and Tanya all here for support as well has, has really helped us out. Now, you've got a couple of real good ones. Before we chat inside info for the Meadows, and the main reason I've got you on the show, I'm, I'm using you up a bit, Lockie, because I need the inside info on Steamer Redeemer because I, I rate him as a as a bit of a chance at a long price tomorrow. But before we get to that, you've got a, a couple of really exciting dogs in the kennel. One who raced, uh, I think, in a derby heat at Ballarat through the week, Windy Storm. He looks a serious conveyance. Yeah, no, he just he just keeps improving that dog. Um, he, he just... At Chef, his runs have just got better and better, and we thought we'd give him a crack at the Derby at Ballarat, and we'll ride, I thought we'll ride in the race, and just a bit unlucky, he got taken out on that first corner. It would have been really interesting to see how he would have went if he had to got around that corner. Yeah, it was it was a big run. He was he was showing that I think, look, in my opinion, that he was right up to that class because he was he was you know a, a whisker away from crossing leading and and maybe winning a, a heat of the derby. But the word on the street is you've been offered big money for this dog. Is that hard to knock back a substantial offer for a young dog? As you say, you, you're just setting up a greyhound facility. You've got a young family, but I guess you have to weigh up the pros and cons. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, we after he won at Chef in twenty five oh five, we had a couple of calls and and a nice offer for him. But we sort of just laid up that we're just getting started in the game and, and a dog like him, if he's to go on with it, could be potentially life-changing, not only money-wise, but also building up, up a reputation as, as trainers as well. Well, he could exactly be that dog. There's no doubt about that. A few others that you've got in the kennel that we haven't seen much of lately. Just a quick update on them. Houdat Diva, uh, Shanlin Hunter, Shanlin Kim. How are, how are that trio trekking along at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we had a little after the um, heat of the bold trees. Uh, Chandler Hunter and also who that diva had a little injuries after it. Um, who that diva's on her way back. She probably will start at the Meadows on Wednesday over the six hundred at this stage. Um, and then Kim and Hunter, they're just both on the way back at the moment. Probably about three, four weeks away from seeing them. Yeah, nice. No, that's that's all we need to know, mate. Let, let's face it, the, the listeners of the podcast, they're not too worried about what's happening in three or four weeks. They want to know what's happening right now. Steamer Redeemer, the Meadows tomorrow, drawn box number one, race 10. Hey, I rate him a chance. Uh, am, I, am I wrong? You're the trainer. You tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, he's he started to start beginning again, like the last start at Chef. He's probably just about finds the front and just got into a little bit of trouble, I mean. We all know what the Meadows is like. If, if he can begin like he did at Shep from the red and get around that corner, well, I think he can run his 30s and 20s, 30s and 30s, which will probably nearly be enough to win the race. And if the, the listeners of the podcast are wondering what we're talking about at Shepherd and download the Watchdog app, click on the form, look at the replay last start. He had box four. He was, what, three quarters of a length in front, almost crossing. It was a little bit like Windy Storm at Ballarat, but he was checked right back through the field, Steamer Redeemer. And that was the main reason, Lockie, I thought, with that kind of form, if he can begin show that speed, he's got box number one, so he's got nothing to his inside bar the lure and the rail. And if he can hold up and, and lead... He's going to be a double-figure price, I feel, and, and I think he looks good value. Yeah, 100%. 15 to 1, I think they've got him in the paper. If, if he's around that, he's going to be definitely good value, especially each way. No, well, mate, that's all we need to hear. Uh, we love positivity on the Green Light on podcast, and we love positivity on a, on a rank outsider as well. You've been uh, good fun to have a chat with, Lockie, mate. All the best with the family, and, of course, the uh, the new setup there at Tatura. As I say, a, a gutsy move to, to give away the painting and take on full-time training, but we wish you all the best, and the numbers are already speaking for themselves. No, no, cheers. Thanks very much, Dan.
Well, it's fantastic to have a trainer like Lockie Scott on the Green Light on Racing podcast, and he's got a couple of really exciting types in his kennel. And, and to get that insight on Steamer Redeemer as well, who's going to go around at a good each-way price, and I feel he was pushing us uh, toward that runner to go very well as well. And, and Windy Storm, Shanlin Kim, Hudat Diva, Shanlin Hunter, he's got a, a nice little kennel put together there, and I think he'll be contesting a couple of group finals with those runners, no doubt about that. Well, that's all we have for you on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast for episode number two. A big thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria for making this happen. If you have a best bet for the meeting at the Meadows tomorrow night, let us know on the GR Victoria Instagram page. Well, until next time, safe travelling, happy putting, and remember, keep an eye out for the bonus episode with Melbourne Cup winning owner, Bill Pachilli.